Welcome to BCG Talks Hotel Performance, a monthly podcast series in collaboration with Hotstats, the global leader in hotel monthly PL benchmarking. Today we share July Hotel Performance with Michael Grove, Managing Director EMEA at Hotstats, leading the discussion with his US counterpart David Eisen. Today we'll focus on July's performance, numbers in US dollars, and as a heads up, the rooms available count is based on total room inventory, regardless whether the hotels are opened or closed as we collect expense and ancillary revenue data, even if those hotels are closed. So moving swiftly on, in June, Asia Pacific returned to profit levels, whilst the US, Europe and Middle East were between negative 15 and $20 of GOP par. Uh, in July, however, many of those markets have seen the opening of hotels to domestic and international guests, and in turn, an erosion of those losses that we had seen in prior months, now less than negative $5 in both Middle East and Europe anticipating a return to profit in the coming months, as Trevpar seems to be ramping up. European Trevpar in the month of July was $40, which is still 77% back on the prior year, but over 200% improvement on June, which sat at just over $18.5. The increase in revenue saw less than $2 per available room in labour costs, bringing the region to 54% labour costs as a percentage of total revenue from over 100% the prior month as the various government support packages assist during ramp-up. GOP par for Europe was negative $3.50 for July. The Middle East region also saw sizable growth in Trevpar, just under 50% increase versus June, 63% back on the prior year. We, of course, need to consider that July is generally the worst month of the year for much of the Middle East, in particular the high-performing GCC countries. This month-on-month increase in revenue saw zero growth in labour cost, in fact, it reduced slightly on a per-available room basis, but GOP par for the region was still a negative $4.5 for the month. Qatar see in the highest GOP par again at $43. Interestingly, though, uh, although Dubai um, GOP par was still negative at negative $16, the other Emirates showed a combined profitable result of $19 and Abu Dhabi just under 11 In Saudi Arabia, the eastern province and the secondary locations totally outperformed the capital Riyadh and, of course, Mecca and Medina, which in turn negatively impact the performance of Jeddah. A similar picture at country level in Europe, where, for instance, the UK, the provinces are totally outperforming London for the first time in as long as I can remember. And the other key cities as domestic leisure demand is very much at the driving seat. London loss was at $10 at GOP par, whilst the UK total average was just under five dollars negative this is in comparison to germany which is now profitable as of july just under three dollars per available room while spain now in what is normally the key tourism season was at negative six dollars or 108 percent back on the prior year david i'll hand over to you to look at the us and asia pacific please we're looking at month-to-month comps because year-over-year comps really have been rendered useless from COVID 19 and everything that's happened so amid that backdrop july's hotel performance numbers remained rather limp but they were still better than the previous month. So we're seeing that month-to-month increase uptick, which is always uh, good to see. Revpar, right at $30, actually, which is up 30% on June, and it was actually 230% higher than April, which was at a, uh, a really low of $8.94. Um, and we're seeing that through some minimal occupancy and rate gains as well. Uh, Trevpar was up to $43.68, 29% increase on June, though it's down and down 8.4% year over year. On the expense side, the expenses remained down year over year, but they inched up higher on a month-to-month basis. Total labor costs were down 72% year over year, 
And after an actual jump in June over May, they settled back to around $25 per available room, which is where they've been since the impact of the pandemic began showing up for performance data back in April. As a percentage of total revenue, they're up 30% year over year, which gives you kind of the idea of the revenue shortage we're still seeing. Meanwhile, total overhead costs were down 60% year over year. Gopar, however, remained below zero at negative $5.59, which is an 806.7% decline from the year prior. And this was the result, again, of a revenue shortage combined with the continued cost base that is smaller but still existent. But while still in a negative rut, Gopar is showing signs of improvement as July was actually a 72% increase on June. And then finishing on a strong finishing note, profit margin improved 46 percentage points over June to 12.8% which is actually the best it's been since March. So that gives you a quick kind of overview of what we're seeing in the U.S. And then I wanted to briefly touch on Asia Pacific because Asia Pacific has really been a, a beacon of hope amid a sea of negativity. Uh, for the second consecutive month, the region recorded positive GOPAR, a feat unmatched by the rest of the world aggregate. GOPAR climbed to $11.82, which was a 225% improvement on June when GOPAR was a measly $3.63. Uh, the first time the metric turned positive since COVID-19 tightened its grip back in February. So framed amid the pandemic, the scant amount of profit is cause for celebration. The reality is that GOPAR in July is still 76.8% down versus the same month last year. Meanwhile, TREPAR reached its highest mark since February as room occupancy and the average rate climbed, coupled with slight upticks in ancillary revenue, including movement up in food and beverage revenue, which is up 209% against April, when FMB Red Par hit a low of $7.86. Expenses in APAC continue that are downward trend on a year-over-year basis. Total labor costs were down 44.6% year-over-year, while total overhead costs dropped 41.4% on a year-over-year basis. Profit margin, meanwhile, for the month was up to 17.4% after falling into negative territory from March through May. And then looking just uh, looking at China, Obviously, it's interesting to note that Wuhan, where the pandemic stemmed from, we're actually seeing uh, Wuhan being one of the most actively social places right now. I think it's back, back open there, and case loads have dropped to very low. In China itself, we're seeing movie theaters, I've noted, have been open since July 20th, and there's reports of rising attendance. So everything that's happening in China, I think, hopefully transitions into the hotel industry as well, because uh, July was the third consecutive month of profit gains in China. Gopar... It's down 34.5% year over year, but it was up to $25, which is $10 more than June. And then the occupancy in the country in China climbed above 50% for the first time since December 2019. And with a slight uptick in rate, Redpar was at a higher level than it was in January, which is actually astonishing now. Treadpar made a big jump up $15 over June, which is 655% higher than February, which is really the height of COVID-19's impact on the country. So that, I hope, gives you a quick snapshot of, of, of the U.S. and Asia-Pacific. I'm going to push it back to Mike, who's going to talk about a little bit about break-even analysis. And I'd love to see what he has to say as, it, as we're seeing uh, the slight uptick in revenue growth on a month-to-month basis, but we're seeing less of an impact on the cost side. So I'd love to see what that's doing to the break-even analysis overall. What we're seeing, certainly in July, where you've seen a lot of markets reopen in Europe and also in the Middle East, is the fact that 
as the hotels are ramping up their revenues, they've opened the doors. They haven't actually brought in any further labor costs, so they haven't actually seen any uh, increased uh, labor costs be in the key area of, of expense. And of course, there's, you know, there's always that kind of delay or lag behind the ramp up um, and the, the opening of your hotel. And, and when you're going to need to start bringing back expenses such as service contracts on equipment and, and costs that you've probably kept out while you're, while you're ramping up to try and maximize the amount of profit you can make from the revenues. So I do think that, that you know, we need to keep that in isolation and consider that they will come back at some point. And this, this initial break-even analysis that we're looking at, wherein, for instance, in July, the hotels that broke even during the July averaged an occupancy of 26%, which is approximately 10% lower than our, our data showed hotels breaking even prior to the crisis. And I think that is a mix of those delayed costs returning. There's obviously a, a gap emerging between RevPAR and TrevPAR that is continuing into July. A lot of that is following the uniform system changes, so the the guidance with regards to booking of revenues during the crisis. Also, the increase in business interruption claims, which will mostly be pure profit. Um, And of course, uh, cancellation charges as they continue to be uncertain as to when hotels can open and uh, indeed closing. The open hotels, I'll give you a few more snippets, I guess, from the data. The, The open hotels in the UK performed worse than the closed hotels during the month of July. I'm not saying that's unexpected because I think it's inevitable when you're in a period of ramp up versus a, a hotel that's able to shave its costs whilst closed. Again, on the segmentation, we alluded to it in the half year podcast, but the the idea of the uh, leisure and transient uh, segment very much leading the way on a global level. But when you look at it by region, it's interesting. Europe is 73% of the rooms sold is leisure and transient. Uh, the US is similar, uh, just over 74%. But Middle East and Asia Pacific is less than half of their total room sold. That's been an interesting one, and we'll continue to monitor that. And from an asset point of view, full service again and luxury are still lagging behind extended stay and select service from a from a profit point of view. I'm Lisa Engel, Managing Director of Barclay Capital Group, and this was BCG Talks Hotel Performance in collaboration with Hotstats.